This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Okay, so we've talked about the coaching staff. We've talked about um, Kareem Hunt. We've talked about the trade deadline. We've talked about the offense. Now it's time to talk about the defense, and Andrew Barry touched on a lot of that today. Um, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Again, let's start off by hearing what Andrew Barry had to say about the defense, Daryl. I think we've just played cleaner on that side of the ball. You know, whether it's, you know, mental assignments, communication, I think our tackling has improved, um, you know, over the past, really over the past two weeks as well. And I, you know, I, that's where I give, you know, Joe and the defensive staff, you know, a lot of credit for, you know, really kind of focusing on and, and kind of ironing out some of those um, areas where we didn't do them quite as well through the early part of the season. So that side of the ball seems to be to be rounding into form, but, you know, we still have work to do. And ultimately, the you know the biggest thing again is consistency there all right daryl the defense has played better the last two weeks i'm still shocked that cincinnati only ran the ball 10 times the last game when everybody else was just gashing the browns defense i thought new england gave everyone the blueprint on how to beat the browns especially on the ground so um when you look at what andrew had to say today about the defense what'd you think yeah okay yeah that's what i thought too you know i mean well, it they've lost a couple of guys there. They've been shorthanded um, at, at times, but yeah, I I what else do you expect them to say? You know what I mean? There isn't a whole lot. So, yeah. Daryl, I think one of the other questions that's come up, and I th- believe that we all think it's Miles Garrett, and we can talk about the total identity of the team because I think the total identity of the team is in limbo, and we're waiting for him to not be suspended anymore. But if you look at it in in compartments, Miles Garrett has to be the identity. But what did he think the identity of the team was? You know, what we saw 
on Monday night is, you know, certainly a defense that was really strong at the line of scrimmage, was really pleased with how our our front seven, you know, really won the line of scrimmage pretty consistently on Monday night. And then I thought our back end, they really covered their tails off against a really good skill group, you know, against Cincinnati. Look, I think, you know, I mentioned this pretty much every year that every year is unique and you know sometimes whether it's through personnel or injury or you know just guys kind of growing evolving in their career things can look maybe a little bit different than you think coming into you know coming into training camp and I think that you know certainly through the back half of this month you know our defensive staff has done a nice job of continually leaning into things that um, we have done well in the early part of the season I think that'll continue to progress as we get into the half. By the way, when you hear the audio, you hear you can tell that the audio was manipulated there toward the. It's because he yeah, so you can hear it. <laughs> Wait a second, we're on eighteen. He's gonna butt for the win. Watch it from fourteen feet out. Thirteen, twelve, eight, four. It's in the hole. Oh my goodness, it's in the hole. How about that? Actually, I was gonna say, and the Browns blew it again. What else is new? <laughs> Uh, Daryl, the defense is pretty banged up too. I mean, they've got some serious injuries on the defense and they haven't been whole for a while, but you know what, even when they were whole or as close to whole as they could be, they they weren't anything special. And for the amount of money they've invested into this defense, they need to be better and they need to be better when these guys are healthy. Like when Denzel comes back, hopefully he's back after the break. There's one guy that I think we're all expecting to see a little bit more from. And we're going to find out, too, like when you look at the level of competition they're going to play. So this can't be an aberration these last two weeks. Um, They they need to carry this forward. And I don't know if they can, um, but it's a it's positive. And the fact of the matter is they did do it last year. Right. I mean, they were pretty terrible for a lot of the first part of the season. They went to New England, had their doors blown off, completely embarrassed by Bill Belichick. And then what happened after that? The switch flipped. Now, coincidentally, got their doors blown off again this year by Bill Belichick. And what's happened? The switch has been flipped in the last two games. Against Baltimore, they played really, really well. And against Cincinnati, they played really well. Um, And we'll see what they're able to do against Tua and the Dolphins in two weeks here. And as I was saying earlier, you got to go up to Buffalo and play Josh Allen, who's lighting everybody up. Uh, and then you got to come home, and I know Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they're struggling, and things aren't going very well down there, but I, the last thing you want them to do is find their, you know, find themselves at your expense. So In Cleveland, when it gets and, a little bit cold, and yeah. I mean, the, the Tampa Bay sets up for us to get a win. There's just no, it sets that way up now, it, it, well, if they can I mean, stay healthy. Look, I, but, think, I think Miami's winnable. I think Tampa Bay's winnable. The Texans game's winnable. Certainly the Bengals is winnable because that's the only team in the division the Browns are capable of beating on regular, Pittsburgh. Uh, with regularity. Pittsburgh too. Uh, you know, uh, the Steelers are still the Steelers, though. Let's not take that for granted. The Commanders yeah, is winnable, and the Saints is winnable. So th- there's like seven of these games that they're pretty winnable. I would the say the commanders have won a couple games in a row, though. The they're worst, a little bit different than they were. Yeah, the team's about to be sold. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe that's a good on. thing. Maybe no, no, that's a good on. thing. No, no, no. Hang on. When there's that kind of turmoil at the top, remember what happened to the 95 Cleveland Browns? 
Just saying. Yeah, but a sale doesn't make I, like when you're moving the franchise, I and mean, it's different than a sale. Uh, and f- well, when federal <sighs> investigators are getting involved, did you see that story today? Yeah, I did see that. I'm just saying. Now that's the kind of turmoil that can mess up a season. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, but the fine line, the fine line, Daryl, is they need to go two and one in the next three before Deshaun gets here, and they have nine opportunities. I'm not sure if you heard Andrew Barry say that. There are nine unique opportunities for this. Nine unique opportunities. Hang on, I'm doing some math here real quick. So we're there, three and five. Just want to make sure. Nine 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 unique opportunities remaining. Right. No, the unique ones are that's what's very important i i have uh, pointed out seven unique opportunities for victory so if they okay. can go seven, seven and two, two down the stretch that gets them to ten and seven if they go six and three down the stretch they're at nine and eight and then i look if they can go six and three down the stretch let's just be fair about it if they can go six and three down the stretch that's uh, that's pretty positive they can finish the season above 500. I think it's more All right, realistic. I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm I, buying. I think it's more realistic they finish where they did last year at eight and nine, but it, you know, and finish five and four. But I think if they can go six and three down the stretch, it's really, really good. But for that to happen, you know what needs to happen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Don't Things have to be special. Much like the special teams that Andrew Barry talked about today, too. They got to be a hell Very of a special. lot better than the crap we've watched for the first eight weeks. You know, as we look at special teams, we realize that we can play cleaner there. We can, you know, play a bit better, you know, situationally there. And I know that that's certainly a focus for, you know, for for Preef during the bye week. And he's God. I hope so. He's been working tirelessly to make sure that you know we can play good football in the in the kicking game. And I'll give give a lot of credit. Like you know, he's done a really nice job with Cade York, Corey Bohorquez, and we're looking forward to more consistent football there in the second half it's not just about the offense obviously we're, we're we're pleased that we're putting up points but football really is the you know really is a team game and uh it takes offense defense and special teams to win you know and so that's where we've got to make improvements over the next few weeks and special teams has been the boat anchor for this team pulling them down the p out you can change the p out for a b in brief if they don't turn things around here right yeah well you with me on that? Oh yeah. That okay. Oh yeah. Because the it's not because he's uh, what he's doing. It's because ownership's going to want some kind of change at the end of the season, and it's easy to, to point the finger at the special teams guy, right? Isn't it? Yeah. That's easy. So brief becomes easy brief move if you to make. Did what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. All right, so give me your overall on Andrew Barry today, then. Just give me again your big picture on where, where, what is the state of the Cleveland Browns. They have nine unique opportunities to turn this season around. And if he did talk about the Sean Watson coming back and. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. We didn't even broach that subject. Correct. Yeah, And I think that might be the subject of our next podcast though, too. Potentially. Um, I liked that. He kind of stressed a little bit what I have been stressing, and that is let's not think that Deshaun's going to come and save the franchise. 
Um, yes, hopefully he's able to play well, but I'm expecting rust. And I am and, too. I don't know how you can't down two years. I, we saw. What we, I like, am. At, does anyone remember what we saw in the preseason? Do you remember that? Because yeah, I remember I that. Well, but I also remember that there was a penalty, an offensive lineman got hurt. Uh, someone didn't do the right thing on a play. There were contributing factors to him looking as bad as he did, but I just, I'm realistic about it. I'm not being negative for the sake of being negative. I just, I I, want to uh, look at that in a very realistic fashion. Just like when I look at the overall picture where this team is at, I'm just being realistic. No, I hear you. I think you're Um, right. I don't think there's anything wrong. uh, Look, I would much rather they be five and three right about now. And uh, we start counting wins toward the end of the season and, you know, figuring out where we're going to go watch playoff games and, and things like that. But there's a lot of work to do. And I think that where Andrew Barry really missed the mark uh, during that presser is he did not stress enough how disappointing the first half of the season really is. And, if it was more disappointing, though, we might be seeing complete roster change or some. And, according, and I mean, there might getting? be, and I was just about to say, there might be a little self-preservation element involved sure. in that. Because if you come out and say that you're really disappointed, then ownership's going to want to know, so why are you disappointed? Is it your fault? Is it Kevin Stefanski's fault? You know, because that's what ownership has been known to do uh, over uh, their tenure in running this franchise is pitting the coaching and the front office against each other, trying to get to the bottom of why things are not going well or as well as expected. So um, I, I just, I think that he really painted a much rosier picture for things than what they really, really are. Uh, I did find his comments about the younger players. Uh, You know, they all kind of evolve and grow at, at different stages. I thought that that was pretty, uh, a pretty candid and honest assessment. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they're playing for a lot it, it down the stretch here, even if it ultimately doesn't end up being a playoff spot, right? They really are playing for a lot. There's going to be a lot to watch and listen for, uh, as the Browns, uh, you know, head into the, uh, the back nine, the back nine unique opportunities. The nine unique opportunities that lay ahead. All right, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. And uh, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast or download the podcast. We love having you on board. we got a mailbag coming up pretty soon, so if you need to get a hold of us, all you need to do is hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at GameDayCLE. Daryl, thank you very much. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.